Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. They may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Jalal Adin Muhammad Rumi, the great Persian mystic and poet, died in 1273. In 1984, for the first time, Coleman Barks, the preeminent translator of Rumi's poetry, went to Konya, Turkey to visit his shrine. Somehow, he says, I managed to lose my passport. I'm not sure how I checked into the Seljuk Hotel without it, but I did. It was early evening. I walked to Sham's tomb, that is, the tomb of Rumi's sole companion and then to Rumi's tomb, the way you're supposed to. On Rumi's tomb, it is written, do not look for him here, but rather in the hearts of those who love him. Ambling back on the main street, I came upon a nut cart lit with glorious lanterns and, hit and heaped with every kind of nut in perfect pyramids in elegant wooden compartments. I bought a quarter's worth, which turned out to be a newspaper cone full of pistachios. Wonderful, impossible abundance. As I walked back into the hotel, a crowd of men was sitting in rows on sofas watching the television. One of them shouted, Balduk! And they all chimed in randomly laughing, Balduk! Balduk! It means, I found it in Turkish, Eureka! It was also the name of the hotel in Ankara that I had stayed in the previous night. They had found my passport at the I Found It Hotel. The appropriate ceremony occurred to me at once. Beginning at the front right, I went from row to row in the darkened hotel lobby, bowing to each and holding out the newspaper spiral. Please, take as much as you want. It will go around. Finding a missing passport at the Fi I Found It Hotel 
and a nut communion to celebrate and give thanks? Sounds like a Rumi poem. He's vital and radiant, reverent and irreverent, stern and ecstatic, everyday and esoteric. Sit, be still, and listen. Because you're drunk, and we're at the edge of the roof. Gamble everything for love if you're a true human being. If not, leave this gathering. Do not stay long with those who are not living in the heart. Rumi was born in 1207 in what is now Afghanistan. When he was a child, his family fled the Mongol invasion, traveling west for two years and finally settling in Konya, Turkey. His father was a famous theologian, lawyer, and mystic. There's a combination. After his father's death, Rumi took over his madrasa, a center of great learning in the sciences and philosophy, teaching religious scholarship and serving the poor. In the fall of 1244, Shams of Tabriz, a wandering dervish, arrived in Konya. He and Rumi became inseparable, spending months together in ecstatic, mystical conversation. The human intellect is a place where hesitation and uncertainty take root. There is no way to overcome this hesitation except by falling in love. The breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep. You may ask for what you really want. Don't go back to sleep. People are going back and forth over the threshold where the two worlds touch. The door is round and open. Don't go back to sleep. Feeling neglected, Rumi's students became jealous. Shams disappeared as mysteriously as he had come. Rumi was utterly bereft. Today, like every other day, we wake up empty and frightened. Don't open the door to the study and begin reading. Take down a musical instrument. Let the beauty we love be what we do. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Finally, Word reached Rumi that Shams had surfaced in Damascus. He sent his son to bring back his friend. Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, 
there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. When Rumi and Shams met for the second time, they fell at each other's feet and took up the mystical conversation where they had left off. Rumi spoke of the bird who sits in the cage, even though the cage door is open, and of the longing to live in unlimited freedom and joy, to move inside beauty, of that most profound need of the human soul to flow with the namelessness that animates, luxuriates, burns, and transpires through form, enlivening everything. Sham said that what we all pray to is the divine glory in each other. Be foolishly in love because love is all there is. Yet again, the jealousies grew. One night as Rumi and Shams were talking, Shams was called to the back door. He was never to be seen again. Rumors survives to this day that he was murdered by Rumi's students, including one of Rumi's sons. Shams' disappearance devastated Rumi. He had lost his soulmate. In his grief, he began circling a pole in his garden and speaking the poetry that has come to be regarded as the most intimate record we have of the search for divine companionship. His turning was the origin of the moving of the dervishes. It is an emblem of both discipline and the abandon of surrender. It is a dance in concert with the spiraling form that is the source and essence of the cosmos. But it is good to remember that Rumi's ecstasy began in grief. One day, he realized, why should I seek? I am the same as he. His essence speaks through me. I have been looking for myself. I have lived on the lip of insanity, wanting to know reasons, knocking on a door. It opens. I have been knocking from the inside. Friends, our closeness is this. Anywhere you put your foot, feel me in the firmness under you. From that moment on, Rumi believed that Shams was composing poems in him and through him. Writing in Persian, the literary and spiritual language of a civilization that stretched from the Mediterranean Sea to India, his collected works, known as the Big Red Book, is also called the Shams. 
To this day, Rumi's community, Sufis, the mystical tradition within Islam, weave poetry, music, and movement to open hearts and explore the mystery of being at one with God. Coleman Barks writes, Rumi shows us our glory. He wants us to be more alive, to wake up. His poems are not so much about anything as spoken from within something. Call it enlightenment, ecstatic love, spirit, soul, truth, the ocean of divine, luminous wisdom, or the covenant of the original agreement with God. Names do not matter. Some resonance of ocean resides in everyone. Rumi's poetry can be felt as a salt breeze traveling inland. I belong to the beloved. First, last, outer, inner, only that breath breathing human being. Here is a directive from Rumi offered at the opening of one of his books. Note that he refers to God as the friend. Reading this, mystics will feel very happy, as a meadow feels when it hears thunder, the good news of rain coming. As tired eyes look forward to sleeping, joy for the spirit, health for the body. In here is what genuine devotion wants, refreshment, sweet, ripe fruit, ripe enough for the pickiest picker, medicine, detailed directions on how to get to the friend. Here is the way to rest from difficulties and renew connection with your soul. Beloved spiritual companions, I invite you to the experience of Rumi, the longing, the friendship, the grief, the ecstasy, and union with the divine. Take January's advice, stack wood. Weather inevitably turns cold and you make fires to stay healthy. Study the grand metaphor of this yearly work. Wood is a symbol for absence, fire for your love of God. We burn form to warm the soul. Soul loves winter for that and accepts reluctantly the comfort of spring with its elegant, proliferating gifts. All part of the plan, fire becoming ash, becoming garden soil, becoming mint, willow, and tulip. Love looks like a fire. Feed yourself into it. Be the fireplace and the wood. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org 
or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.